Uh, with Jessica May Gershon, uh, Nina is the short film played at the LGBTQ plus uh, film festival. It's a seven, six and a half minute film. It's a love story. It's really about about love story through text messages. What a great idea! But it, to make it, that's a good idea. But then it's a great idea to make it a visual kind of experience and a cinematic kind of experience that you did. So congratulations on the film, Jessica. Thank you. So get out of the way. Uh, we were talking before the podcast. You're, you're Jessica May Gershon, and you said that there's a there's a story behind the May. The yes. Middle name. Yes. So, <clears throat> um, well, first of all, it's Chinese. The middle, my middle name is Chinese, and a lot of people recognize that. And then they meet me, and they're like, "You're not Chinese," and I'm not Chinese. So, my father, uh, my parents lived in Taiwan for a year before I was born, and they both learned how to speak Mandarin. My father was very, very fluent in Mandarin, could write and read Mandarin. Um, and and my mother learned how to cook amazing Chinese food. And um, they, they, they named me with a Chinese middle name, which means beautiful. Um, and then and then as we were growing up, my siblings and I, they spoke Chinese in front of us as a secret language instead of doing us the favor of teaching us how to speak Mandarin. We could have been all fluent, but instead we just had it spoken around us for our whole entire lives. And then as I graduated high school, I could actually pick up on subject matter a little bit of what they were saying, but I, I really couldn't tell you why. And I can, you know, I can do certain, like I can count to 10, I can say some words, sure. but I haven't learned the full language yet. And then beyond that, the reason why I use my middle name <clears throat> um, professionally is because my brother, um, this was about, I guess at this point, 10 plus years ago, he married a woman named Jessica and on Facebook, the day after the wedding, Jessica became Jessica Gershon. And I was like, that's my name. <laughs> she stole my name. So then I started using that. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. The... In my own family. I was like, well, now that's not fair. So I, I use my middle name included. Just, yeah, just leave, keep your maiden name, I guess, right? Don't steal my name, right? I mean, yeah, or like put it in there somewhere, you know? Don't just like, without any talk, <laughs> you can't just be like, hey, just so you know, I'm going to do this. It's fine. You guys okay now or? <laughs> yeah, we're great. I love her. <laughs> She's awesome. No. And I, I love her name, so I'm happy to use it. No, I get it. It's like, it, it is interesting. I, I have, there's, I have, there's a similar story that in my, with a friend of mine has had the same situation happen. So they basically, they, they just powered through and they made sure that anybody who searches her name, she has the, the she, yeah, it's, it's the, it's her name that. <laughs> that has like superiority in the 21st century Google world, I guess, right? Right, right. Yeah, it happened long enough ago that I started using my middle name, and it's been fine. So, so that's good. It actually because adds a little kind of curiosity to to the touch, I guess, right? Yeah. All sure. right. So let's talk about let's talk about Nina. So uh, it's a perfectly like, executed film. This is your this is your first film, correct? That you directed? Yeah. Yes. And so what kind of inspired you to, to direct? Cause you're an actor by trade. Um, I did. I acted for a while back when I was younger and then I, then there was a big long period of, of nothing because I was dealing with a lot of life stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and I pulled away from everything creative during that time. And then I kind of, I recently came back to LA like about four or five, four years ago, five years ago. And I started working in production and not acting, writing a lot. And I acted a couple of times, but nothing, I wasn't pursuing acting. Um, I started working more in production on the production side of things. And 
yeah, my goal is to write and direct my pieces and direct as much as possible because I really, really loved that. So have you done, like, you got something in the work right now, like after this film? I do. I have a, another short that I'm hopefully, we're, we're in pre-production pre right now, so hopefully that will happen soon. Um, and then I also have a feature that was written by my producing partner, Liam, and he and I are trying to get that off the off the ground and find funding and stuff for that. So let's talk about uh, well, congrats, well, good luck and congratulations on the on the progress. It's uh, the first one's always the toughest one. So, and you made a good one because most people don't <laughs> their first film. So. Yeah, I mean, it's great to hear that. <laughs> it's great. So to hear that. tell me about the process. Like, what what do you remember where you were or where you're feeling like to make to make you like? It's, it's not an easy to take the plunge, right? To like to start producing it and basically finding all the right you know pieces and because it doesn't you can't do it by yourself so I'm curious what what kind of what kind of inspired you all of a sudden well this was a really lucky situation I guess because I have you know I have a bunch of other shorts that I wanted to make but I for me finding funding is difficult like I just I have a really hard time asking people for money um and this was for a a project in in well I guess it's more in, in everywhere it's not just Los Angeles it was called the collaborate collaboration filmmakers challenge and I had never done it before um, Liam actually told me about it and he was like we should do this and we should you know write something right now and let's do it um, so we signed up the whole entire process you have two weeks to make the entire thing okay. so you have two weeks to write it produce it direct it you shoot it you know and then cut it all within those two weeks and so they have what they do is when you sign up there's like a mixer and you go and there's there was a ton of people and everybody was so um genuinely excited to do this together like i i crewed up the entire thing in one night um and it was all people that were willing to work for nothing uh because it you know it's not a there's no financial well I, there was a few things that that you can exchange financially which sure. i did do but um, but for the most part, it was like really just a lot of artists that just want to work together and make stuff. And so I pulled together a team and shot it in one day and cut it in less than four days, I think. And I didn't cut it. I, I wound up finding a wonderful um, editor who really, really helped me because that's the part that I really need the most help with because mm -hmm. I don't know that pro those programs well enough. I mean, I'm learning them, but they're... Yeah. I find editing to be very, very, very difficult. There's a certain <clears> touch that the certain personality and a certain touch. So it's mm -hmm. always good for a director to have a collaborator at at a can see a different perspective as well. So yes. But I also have a script supervising background too. I've been trained as a script supervisor and I was working as that for a while as well. So I, you know, it, it, that really helps me see the cut while I'm shooting. And, you know, even while I'm writing, I can see the cut in my head. And so and so once we're in post, I like, I know everything that I want. I've got the notes that I've taken myself just by, you know, I didn't have a script supervisor on set actually that day, which if you ask a script supervisor, that's a no, no, um, but I didn't have one. Um, so afterwards I just stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning and I watched all the footage and I made my own notes mm -hmm. based, you know, as my own script supervisor. So then once I was ready for post, I was like really, really ready, knew exactly what I wanted. So, okay, so then, so it forces you to, 
to basically make the film. That's sort of the, and, it, and it's not like a 48 hour challenge where you can't get, nothing could be perfect, but it gives you more time to like kind of finesse the sound design, finesse certain things, I guess, right? But then there is a deadline and people generally, because we're trained, most of us are trained through education and school system where we are, we are given deadlines since we're five years old. So we work well on deadlines, I guess, humans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yes. I we mean, there were, there, like there are, we work well, it forces us to get something done, I guess. Right. We don't definitely. It's like, yeah. Even if you're a procrastinator, you know, that deadline's coming and you've got to make it. Um, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, there's some things that I had, I had more time. I definitely would have sure. wanted to go back in and fix up, but I'm, I'm happy with the outcome. It, you know, it was my first thing. Well, you can also do that too, right? Because I think it is it's set up for yeah. to get the screening, right? So to, to go before the if you you can always go back and before you send it to festivals, kind of retouch it up, I guess, too, right? Yes, for to a point, yes. But there were certain things that once there's nothing we you know, there's certain things yeah. that I just can't I need to go back and reshoot. No, I no, I, I get it, I get it. Like, well, that's what that's rule number one of filmmaking. You don't you don't finish a film, you abandon it. Cause it's like, it's never going to be perfect. Right. So. Thank you. <laughs> I think that too. Yeah. I really, honestly, I was, the more that I looked at it and the more that I was finally one day, I was like, you know what? I got to stop because I'm pretty sure that nobody, I'm never going to see exactly what I want. I'm, yeah. I'm never going to, I'm satisfied. I'm happy. I'm proud of it. I really am. And I always, I can always find something where I'm like, mm, can we go back and do some, you know, so maybe that's just the artist's mind who, you know, you just want to keep working at it and working at it and working at it. Yeah, it gets you in and trouble because you don't move on to something something new, right? So. Right. So eventually you just have to say, that's good. I'm done. And, you know, hopefully you receive feedback that also gives you that validation, which strangely I did, which is nice. <laughs> so, okay so tell me about so then do they do a screen they do a screening right for the the collaboration filmmakers challenge they do only for the winners oh okay yeah nina was not a winner it wasn't a winner no <laughs> no no did you watch the other films that that quote unquote i did, won? I did yes yeah. um yes there was i mean these these groups of people have been doing this for years gotcha. and they, you know, so they kind of hit the ground running. They already have their teams They're, You know, gotcha. it's, it's mine was very much minimal. So where did, which you, I did on where did you find the two actors for the film? Obviously the key to your film was these two performers. Yes. I found them at the, at the mixer. I just, I saw them and I knew exactly that they were the right ones. And then I just kind of explained very, you know, I, yeah, they were great really great and they had a good chemistry they did have a good chemistry and they really got what i was looking for they really understood what i was saying you know when i explained what this was because i know it's a little vague um <clears throat> until the very end i guess but so what are you trying what, what, what were you trying to say in the film um well i mean i think that i think that when people are trying to succeed in relationships there's a lot very often do we have this this situation so what what you don't know because they never call each other by their names and you know that it's called nina right so yeah. there's nina who i'm pretty sure do you know which one nina is 
Uh, the one on the left. <laughs> the one on the left. Yeah. Yes. Left. Um, yes. So there's Nina. And then actually in the script, I just called the other woman the other woman. She didn't actually have a name. So if I went enough, you could just say that was me, but it's not necessarily me. That person is whoever Nina could be talking to in that moment. You never yeah. know. Like, you know, th that Nina represents the catch and the other woman represents she wants the catch, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she's going to get the catch. And those conversations go over a long period of time. And you actually don't know at the end. I mean, it sounds like they're going to get together, but they might not. So it's kind of just like playing with the push pull of a relationship and like the want of a relationship and then the uncertainty of it all. But it's a, it's a modern relationship, right? It's the new kind of world. Yeah, where we live in this text world. Yes. Because you're yes, and they, clearly they've had experiences. I mean, when they those flashbacks are real, you know. Yeah. So. Because yeah, well, because we we live in a world where most people hook up, um, or like I'm using that. Oh, that's an appropriate word. Basically, most people get together or relationships form, I guess, through like the dating dating apps, right? So. Apps and stuff. Sure. Yeah. And so that's and then therefore you basically communicate via text or instant message, whatever it is on the, whatever it is before you meet the person in person, but that's the new form of communication. That is true. Yes. So that's, that's sort of like the modern take, I guess we are in, 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 yeah, well, of, of the film and it's like, so yeah, it, it seems serious. Like they're, they're having, you know, they're not, they're, there's a serious conversation happening between these two. Absolutely. This is not, this isn't casual. Like the, yeah. the, they have met, they have, they have a very serious sure. chemistry um, and history. It's just more about like, what now? What now? Yeah. Whether they, you know, are they ever going to see each other again or whatever? What now? But isn't it interesting that we like now, like that's how people have these serious conversations. Yes. On I know. Text. Yes. Like, do you know Hedda Gabler by any chance, Ibsen? Sorry, what, I, I don't. It's called, so it, there's an, a play written by Hen, Henrik Ibsen. I don't like saying that first name because I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Okay. Ibsen, the very famous playwright from the late 1800s. Okay. And Hedda Gabler is one of the plays that he wrote. And it's fantastic. And the whole play, you've got this, this woman and she's married to a man, but she clearly isn't very in love with the man. And she's, but she's married and, and this is the late 1800s and she has the love of her life who she's lost touch with however many years ago. And she gets a letter from him. And then all of a sudden, all of the feelings bubble up. Right. But, and eventually I'm, you know, a lot of other, of other things happen, but the feel, the emotionality that that woman carries with her through the entire play is so heavy and so torturous because she can't just pick up her cell phone and text the guy, right? Yeah. There's that was the time. The time was she can write a letter, but like maybe he's going to get it. Who knows? You know, it was just a, such a different, different time. And we are living in this time where everything is accessible. We can track people, we can text them and expect a response right away, you know? Um, and so I don't know. I, I, it's not that I was. I just think that 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 there's a huge difference 
between those two things. And that play specifically has just sat with me my whole entire life, my own whole entire career until I, you know, ever since I started. And if you think about the grand scheme of manhood or us humans being on this planet, it's really not that like long away. Like you say the 1800s, it's only like 140 years, years ago. And that's how much the world has changed. And the the concept of writing, well, think about it in the last 30 years, right? But the concept of writing a letter is, is, is still like, like maybe they'll make, maybe they'll make a comeback. But what I mean Mm -hmm. is that like, you have to sit down and like, think about it Mm -hmm. and basically not react and basically, and then the concept of the 1800s where it's like, if you send it out, they're not going to get it for a few weeks, perhaps, or maybe not at all, like you said. So you got to be pretty precise with your words and what you're trying to say and not and just then, and then yeah. sit with that feeling sit with that feeling you, yeah. with it. you don't get a response you might never get a response yeah so then you're sitting with this this like question you know yeah is that like your sequel uh your movie sequel is that the, the next film you're trying to make no <laughs> no, <laughs> no but it's a good just, idea right? a, you know it's just kind of a statement against it you know no, where, no. like this is that we live in now but you know there you know how sometimes um they make remakes or you know they try to modernize an old story right yeah yeah but you could never modernize that story because it doesn't work because you need the distance you need that unattainable well, so the person could be on on an antarctica or something i guess right or some something where like they they can't you can create a concept where they they can't get they have to get a letter or in space. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> Had a gabbler in space. Yeah, exactly. There, there's, there, there's a way. If you're, I think yeah. there's a studio head, right? There's a way to modernize this 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 play, yeah. If they have the rights sure. to it, right? So. <laughs> so yeah, so basically, so then so then you shot it. I'm assuming you shot it in one day, the film. Mm-hmm. Yes, one day, one location. And how was your your day on set? How did you how did you, how did you enjoy oh, that experience? I loved it. I yeah. loved every single second of it. It actually went really really smoothly. We made our day. We made our day ahead of schedule. Actually, um, uh, yeah, it was very small crew, and it just was. It couldn't have been better. It really was a fantastic experience. And then the minute I was done, I was like, oh, this is exactly what I'm meant to be doing with my life. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm supposed to do. And and that was when, you know, my friend Liam, he turned to me and he was and he's an amazing writer. And he turns to me and he's like, this is it. Like, I'm writing and you're directing everything that I that we make that I'm all right from now on. I'd like to do that. Did you ever come up ever think of the concept of them actually texting each other and then having the information or was it always going to be like? Kind of like we're gonna get into this this computer and we're gonna have them have this conversation on text. I did not want to see a phone screen or see like Chiron or yeah. text. Okay. I didn't want any of that. Um, what I did at at one point, I have the the phones on the table. Yeah. And in, in the over in the aerial shot, um, but what I what I did consider was to use like a light and have the screen light up and just have a little light hit the bottom of their you know underneath but it just kind of t- proved to be too complicated and too distracting because at first I was you know I was like okay we're gonna do the light and don't speak until after the light happens yeah. and then the light's gonna happen and then you say your line and it just became like 
I could see the actors waiting for the light. Yeah. And it was working. So I abandoned that and just had them speak as if they were in the room together, but but also shot it as if they were not in the room together. As, except for like the, you know, the one it, shot. It, you know what it reminded me of? Uh, it reminded me of like of the modern way to do a text, the text uh, message, meaning that you were like, watch like uh, Hunt for Red October, where they're speaking like Sean Connery's Russian, he's speaking Russian. And then they mm -hmm. move the camera on his mouth, and then all of a sudden they start speaking English. I don't know if you ever, or Valkyrie, uh, Tom Cruise's Valkyrie, where they're like yeah. they're speaking German, and they put it, they they then all they they move a close up, and all of a sudden they speak. They're saying, okay, we know they're speaking German, but we're right. because we're this is an American movie, we're going to have them speak English, right? Right, right, yeah, exactly. So yeah, so we know that they're texting, but we don't want to. That's boring. So let's have them have a conversation. Kind of thing, so. Yes. And I mean, you know, do we know that they're a lot of people have caught that they're texting at the beginning, but a lot of people don't realize they're texting until the very end. And you see that that moment where she disappears. There's the moment in the very, very top where she, you know, Nina says her line and then she picks up the phone and types and then puts it down. Yeah. That's the indication that she is texting. But there there have been viewers who don't yeah. get that until the end. Well, I guess if you read the synopsis. It's synopsis yeah. you kind of like then, you gathered that yeah yeah it's fantastic yeah and like you, like you didn't move the camera you didn't need to move the camera you're very no, smart in your directing close-ups two shots you got it yeah yeah I really wanted I, I, especially the very very tight close-ups those were what I really loved the most and so we sent the audience to you with the audience feedback what did you think about what they had to say about your film it was fantastic it was just really um exciting to hear people take away exactly what my intention was in making the film. I was really shocked actually. <laughs> I'm really I'm really flattered. I'm very honored and grateful for this whole experience and and I'm super shocked because I did not think I was going to I thought people were going to be like nope. <laughs> this was silly. <laughs> yeah, I'm I feel great. Yeah, well, the like the film is about the human connection, and I think that's what resonates with people. They want we all we all can relate. We all can relate to the human connection. So, yeah, yeah, and I think that the actresses really did that. They really showed that they really connected with each other in a, such a beautiful way. And I mean, yes, the way that it was shot allowed you know em emphasized that connection. But they did a lot of the wonderful, wonderful work. Yeah. And you said, we asked you to describe the, the, the blog interview, describe the film in two words. You said honest and sexy. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was fantastic. And so basically, so you're going to do, like we talked about before, you're going to, you're going to make another film and you're on, I guess you're on your way, I guess the new, the new I hope so. journey, new life, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I'm, I also work as a producer on, culinary competition shows so that's mm -hmm. kind of where my paychecks are coming from so I you know this stuff is is what I want the most and I'm definitely making time for it no matter what um and I have to keep working to make a living so so it's a it's a process but I really do trust the process and I I think that yeah it's all it's all gonna happen it all it's all happening how is the, the culinary competition uh, show business doing? Oh my God, I love it. It's so fun. I mean, especially right now with the strike. Yeah. 
luckily I can still work, which is great. And I'm fully in support of what's going on and fully in support of the WGA and of SAG. And I cannot believe this, you know, the more like just right before we got on here, I was reading articles and listening to podcasts about it and just, but, um, but I feel very grateful that I, that I switched over to producing in culinary competitions way before the strike started because yeah. I can't believe how many people are unemployed right now. It's just, it's insane. Well, yeah. And they're in basically they're going to create, co- well, you know, football's coming well, as we do this podcast. It'll, it'll probably it'll be going on, but reality TV sports, that's, that's what they, they, you know what I mean? The non-union kind of uh, places, yeah. I guess that's what they're going to kind of try to build the content, I guess. Right. That's what, yeah. They try to fill it up with that instead, which, by the way, I don't like watching any of that. <laughs> I really would like the scripted shows and films to come back because yeah. starting to get thin. So you're you work on Kitchen Commando? Is that what you work on right now? Uh, I did that last year. Right now, I'm on a new one that is brand new with Roku. Um, I can't even say the name. Gotcha. But it's going to be a fun one, definitely. Roku Roku's making making a splash. We've shown a few films. Okay. Like they they've done some proof of concepts shorts. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I talked to one of the executives he called like, cause he just wanted to know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> and, and you can tell, like, like I got some, like, they're really, they're make they're going to make a huge splash. They're going to, they're, they're creating lots of content. Let's put it that way. Yeah. That's awesome. So and you're, you're one of them. So, but I like the cut, the concept of the kitchen commando, right? Like, it's like, uh, there's like that restaurant impossible kind of reminds me of that. We're like yes, definitely. even restaurants, even the the mom and pop shops, right? From 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 going Absolutely. down, right? Yes, and it really did. I mean, we really did go into these restaurants that were struggling so hard, and and um, Andre, you know, Chef Rush, his yeah. his the way that he communicates with the owners, and he just really he really is an uplifting person, and he really knows how to like you know lift people's spirits as opposed to bash them down the way that some of those older shows did the restaurant impossible. That's what he does. He, he, he recreates them. He, he, he tears them down and brings them up in his right. ideology. Right. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> Chef Rushmore is just like, you know, kind of encouraging yeah. to find the joy and love of why you started this in the whole first place. And, and, you know, with that comes the motivation to work hard and it was a great show to be on. I loved it. I really hope. He finds their spirit. Thing. That's how, when I watched the show, he finds their spirit and it's basically and, and it's difficult, obviously, everybody knows uh, doing a restaurant. So, but people love that. Especially post-pandemic. People love that stuff. Like, look at the show Chef, right? Uh, sorry, the what's the bear? Mm-hmm. Like, you know I mean, people like we're, we're, we're so weird because we've all had that. People, we're very interested in the restaurant world the, the, for some reason. We're not, I understand the Western world because we all kind of, we, we have good memories, I guess, a lot of us in restaurants, right? So. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, you can't tell me the show, but I'll look out for it when I see your name on pop up as a producer. And uh, just yeah, just keep making shorts, and you're on, you're definitely on your way. Let's talk again when you make your next film. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Right, thank you so much for your time. Of course. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Schlemiel, Schlemazel, Hasenbeck Incorporated. We're gonna do it.